Malibu Dan, Malibu Dan. Oh boy, Malibu Dan in the house, in the place to be. Good lordy. Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Midweek Freak Treat, Malibu Dan, the Family Man, episode three, Filthy Poor, or like... Filthy Rich. Filthy Poor. Maybe that's how they mean it. I'm not sure how you're supposed to read that. Yeah, I think you got it. Yeah, Malibu Dan, the quote from Malibu Dan himself, Filthy Poor. Yeah, they they really should have called this Get on the Frame Train. <laughs> they really should have called this Antonio Sabato Jr. needs work. <laughs> I I think they're just doling out huge paychecks. He uh he had to work like one or two days for this. Uh I would say I mean, one day, maybe. Half day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a half day lunch. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. All under the table, paid in cash. Good for him. <laughs> uh yeah. Antonio, well, let's just get into it then. Um we start off on the Wake Up Malibu TV set where uh, Malibu Dan, the family man, and Holiday St. Clair are just sitting there interviewing a dope-arse billionaire played by Antonio Sabato Jr. Not Mexican. I, he's Italian. He's Italian, not Mexican. His family are Italian immigrants, yeah. <sighs> I know. Right over my head. Me too, man. Well, he barely plays it up. He's not even wearing like a little like that like Brahma, you know, that little horn necklace that a lot of Italians wear. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> he didn't have like a flag on him. I guess he talks about Italian food a little bit. Yeah, that's true. Well, he's constantly eating a can of Chef Boyardee. Every shot, it's a different can. <laughs> Great. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so they should all be eating one. That's true, yeah. And then it like changes scene by scene. Like one scene, they're all eating ravioli. Next scene, they're all eating uh, macaroni and meat. Exactly. <laughs> which, which was what was your favorite uh, Chef Boyardee flavor? Uh, probably the macaroni and meat. Yeah, I gotta agree with you. Although my family never really bought it, we were a ravioli household. And then sometimes my mom would trick us and buy the cheese ravioli, and I'd be or the like the vegetarian ravioli. I'd be like, what is this garbage? You, Don't act like this is healthier for us. Did you ever have the microwavable ones? Yeah, they were all microwavable. You open the can, you dump it in a bowl, you throw it in the microwave. How else are you supposed to make it? It, it came in like a microwavable container oh like the like, like the mac and cheese like the macro like craft dinner little mic like that kind of stuff kind of it had this plastic lid and these like steam holes <laughs> oh um, i know what you're talking about yeah 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 i never had that yeah. but i i could see how that would be um you know good for people on the go oh yeah definitely <laughs> you gotta save time with your uh chef boy rd that's oh, yeah. for sure yeah yeah that's that's People like it's like businessmen and like stock traders. Like that's the kind of people that eat that kind of chef boyardee. They're just they don't have time to like open a can. They just need to peel a, a label off, put that lid back on, toss in the microwave for a buck thirty, and then they're slamming ravioli into their face. Yeah, mothers-in-law, accountants, mm -hmm. hockey trading cards. <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, we're talking about all the things that you had as a child. 
Oh yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> I uh, burned the heck out of my mouth on one of those Chef Boyardee's uh, microwavable discs. I took it to school, yeah, and I was just fumbling all over the place. I think I like <laughs> dropped it, and yeah, it was a it was a mess and a half. Were you like a real Cosmo Kramer in that moment? Yeah, ah! Ah! calling people the N word like a crazy person. <laughs> I only did that once when I burnt my hand. <laughs> and I was alone. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so nobody can prove it or disprove it. Yeah. <laughs> um so what's this Malibu Down the Family Man episode about? <laughs> <laughs> well, the frame the train Callaway uh is trying to sell his book. Mm-hmm. And he signs on as a ad man, or he's paying for the episode for. I think he signs six on as, weeks yeah, or something. He signs on as a sponsor, like he's gonna he's gonna like just pay for the show for six weeks to help, so they can promote yeah. his book and bring on guests to promote his book, which seems like pretty shady. <laughs> it seems like something that they, they would go, no, we don't want to do that. Yeah, like they have Slitherachi on the next episode. <laughs> they don't have time for anybody to. Please explain to us that book. Explain to us in explicit detail who Slitherachi is. Okay, so Slitherachi <laughs> is what you would not expect at all. It is a snake that can play the piano, <laughs> which I which they never show, but we're teased about Slitherachi quite a bit on the show. And I would I would love to watch an entire episode just about Slitherachi's day. Like his day going yeah. to wake up Malibu. That would be great. I could see uh, definitely like a movie about him. I I feel like it's a guy that eats good box. Is that... <laughs> Pure Flakes, hit us up for a sponsorship. <laughs> Is that G-rated enough? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's totally fine. We yeah. said dink a bunch on the last episode. We can say eat box on this episode. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah, if you interpret that as something sexual, it's your problem. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're maybe we're just misunder mis like communicating with that Chef Boyardee microwave stuff came in, and they just you just want to eat yeah, box. A box. You just want to crack that thing open and just slam your face into that box, get all that mushy gushy all over your lips and mustache. That's what you want. Yeah, you want you a slitherachi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Put it on uh, Urban Dictionary. Put it on a mug. Slitherachi eaten box, aka Chef Boyardee. As, like, Holiday ends the episodes and says something about Slitherachi coming to the next episode. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for him to eat my Dan's box. Dan's, like, sitting there miming somebody playing the piano, <laughs> and it doesn't relate to a snake playing the piano at all. Like, that's the thing. Nobody seems that impressed by Slitherachi, but it's, like, that's way more impressive <laughs> than, like, like a, like a chimpanzee learning to play the piano. They have fingers and thumbs. A snake is yeah. just one long finger. That's amazing. Yeah, it's a tube. Exactly. Unless he's hunting and pecking. Unless he can only play like hot cross buns and he just like, in which case, throw him in the ocean. He's garbage. That's useless. <laughs> yeah. Let him play pianos in the ocean. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Antonio Sabato Jr. is in this episode. You might know him from uh, if you if you live in Florida and you needed con- some construction work done over the last four years. He was working construction because Hollywood wouldn't hire him. According to an what? article I read about him, which uh, once I went to his IMDb page, I quickly saw that that was a lie because not only did he make a bunch of movies in the last four years, he was on Malibu Down the Family Man in like 2017. So they're just this article yeah. is lying. He's been paid 
consistently. Like he's had consistent yeah. work over the last years. He's yeah. uh, Anthony Sabato Jr. Hey, my good. wife didn't know who he was though. Well, neither did I. I in my notes I have uh I have Anthony guest star Anthony Sabato Jr., a name I recognize. Not yeah. a person. I don't know who he is, but I recognize that name and a quick internet search taught me everything I needed to know about him. See, you should be like a politician or a gambler or something because i believed you. you the way that you said his name was such a verb mm-hmm. is that right i'm a i'm a great liar that's what they've always said about me <laughs> yeah you're a real slitherachi exactly all right 10 more minutes about slitherachi and then we'll move on do you think he wears like a little tuxedo or something do you think he dresses like like liberace or anything like that or do you think he's just like well, a snake that comes out what kind of a snake is he a boa a big one He's probably an exact replica of Liberace mm, okay. in what he wears. Right. Yeah, yeah. Not that he loves dudes. Uh, no, he loves uh, boss. <laughs> so he's not like Liberace. He's the opposite. He's anti-Liberace. You have, yes. You have Liberace and- on one end of the scale and Slitherace on the other end of the scale, and those scales balance perfectly. And Harry Potter's right in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Just telling the sorting hat, I don't want to be in Slytherin. And it goes, oh, fine, you can be in Gryffindor then. How's that sound? Don't want to be in the worst house? I'll put you in the best house then. Loser, how's that sound? Way to fail up. <laughs> yeah, that sorting hat's a real a real bro. Yeah, really useless, if you ask me. It's completely pointless. <laughs> if you could just tell it where you want to go, then just fill out a form. Save the whole ceremony. You don't need it. It's a hat that can talk, man. Get some imagination. I mean, I'd rather see a snake pay, play piano than a hat that can talk. That's all I gotta say. I believe it's p- pronounced piani. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this this snake grows peonies. Um. <laughs> so Anthony so this... Anthony Sabato Jr. is in this episode. <laughs> he plays yeah. f- uh, f- uh, Frain. Yeah, f- Frain, who is a billionaire, who. His whole thing is like, if you're poor, it's your fault. <laughs> if you don't, you just didn't work hard enough, loser. You're a loser, and you should be poor because that's how you. That's what you deserve. And Dan's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right about that. <laughs> poor people deserve yeah, he's it. Really, he's really licking up what uh, Frain's laying down. Oh yeah, I for forgot sure. his name. Well, hey, if you forget his name, just remember the two episodes. There was a guy named Zane, so it's just easy to keep it all in your mind. There, Frain and Zane. Frain, Zane, t- Train. Mm-hmm. More. <laughs> more? <laughs> yeah, give me more. Well, I will give you that this uh, episode was written by Tommy Blaze. Yeah, <laughs> our boy, Tommy B. Not written by Zachariah Ty Bryant and Jonathan Taylor Taylor. Not yet. No, not yet. God, I'll, like, I'll even, like, I just want to write one episode of this show. I don't know oh, what it'll well, be yet. Dan smokes weed. Yeah, but That's we what don't want to do it on spec. No, God, no. We want salary. <laughs> we want a full year salary to write one episode. Please. Where Dan smokes weed and it changes his life and he's loving it. Yeah, it changes his wife. Oof. <laughs> Does it ever. Speaking of his wife, we find out that Frain, I have to keep looking at my notes because I, I keep thinking his name is Thane and that's not it. Frain and Kate, uh, Malibu Dan, the family man's milf wife, used to date way back in the day. 
we find out that like Kate comes from money, like her family's rich and like she's rich, and she's just slumming it with Malibu Dan. It's, yeah, it's slumming just... it in that huge mansion of a house and anything she could ever want. I like that they're going over their expenses though, and he's like, you know, I feel like I make good money, but like at the end of the month we don't have any money. Well, where does all our money go? And it's like your mansion, idiot. Like, look how big your house is. It's huge. <laughs> It's a castle. Yeah, and you, your rooms are so small. What happened? Yeah, where does the where is the rest of the house? Is there like, <laughs> like, what we the out exterior of the house and the interior of the house don't match in any kind of way? So it's just like it's just this crazy, bizarre world that we're looking at when they go inside, and it's just these rooms are tiny. These rooms are like smaller than my apartment that I lived in. It just doesn't make any sense. I feel like he's got another family snuck in there somewhere. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. With an even hotter wife I, somehow. No, his other family's the, his other family's filthy poor. That's what his other family. Yeah. They live in the walls. They're rat people. Yeah, yeah that's what Reloaded is going to be like, about. <sighs> oh my god. I, yeah, that's true. Hey. Yeah, and then last episode of this of this show, they go to like renovate and they and Kate like smashes a hole in the wall with a sledgehammer cuz she's into home renovation and just finds a whole family living in there. Then they're like, "Daniel, Daniel, are you here to give us our shift, Boyardee? He's like, Are we reloaded yet? <laughs> and they look right into the camera and go, time to reload. <laughs> you go, what does that He's mean? <laughs> Kate holds a gun up and goes, it's time to reload. And you go, I don't, <laughs> I don't like the implications of that, Kate. I like the implications of that, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard it here first. This is why we're a great team. Yeah. You're like we're Liberace. Like yeah, you're like Liberace. I'm like Slitherace. <laughs> In so many ways. <laughs> uh, once... Once Frayne finds out that Dan is married to Kate, his first question is, how's she looking these days? Is she still attractive? <laughs> Which yeah. I thought was really he funny. He knows about that piece. He knows what's up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very subtle. Uh, when we cut back to Dan's house, we get to see another room, their dining room, which we haven't seen mm -hmm. yet, which is very exciting. They Do you think we'll get a room per episode or something? I hope so. Yeah, but do you think we'll ever see the basement? Do you think they have a basement, or is it a slab house? I don't know. I, I'm not going to put money on it. Okay. I just won't. I want to see a backyard, though. You know what I'm saying? I want to see Dan's backyard, yeah. if, you, if you catch my drift. But we got the kitchen in second episode, yep. and then now we got the dining room, so it's been another room per episode. That's we'll true. see if they can stick to it. <laughs> I hope they just keep introducing rooms every episode till the like yeah. till we're like, wait, where is this room in the house? How does this room connect to the rest of the house? I don't know what this is. This is just a billiards just room. Like, yeah, billiard room. They just have like a solarium. They just <laughs> have a bunch of small rooms. <laughs> Yeah, there's a steam room, there's like a gym, there's an indoor pool in one part of the house. You're like, where how does this all connect? Where No wonder you're so house poor, Dan. Look at your house. It's like that the Winchester yeah, this, mansion. This is the genius of uh David A.R. White and mm -hmm. his partner. You tell me what's impossible with God. Nothing. A house that never ends. That's what that's what the love of the Lord is. A house with infinite rooms. <laughs> Yeah, that's what this is all about. Yeah, that's what this, that's what an episode of this, that's what our episode of the show is going to be called. The House with Infinite Rooms. And they just, they just keep going to rooms. And you don't know where, they don't, they never end. They just keep opening doors and there's rooms on the other side of them. 
listen, Pure Flix, this is a brilliant idea. Give us six episodes, a million dollars, and we'll do it for free. Exactly. No, no, no. Give us a million dollars. We'll use all of your sets and everything, and that money will disappear into our pockets. Well, don't tell them where the money's going, man. Well, I I want to be, I don't want to lie. I don't want to have to go to church later and confess my sins. I'm telling them right up front I'm stealing that money. No, I'm, I'm going to steal and lie. <laughs> all right, good. Uh, as they're in the dining room talking about their expenses, the camera keeps cutting to like you know to like show Kate, and then it shows Dan. When it shows Dan in the background in the living room, there is a blurry daughter sitting on the couch, <laughs> and my hat popped off my head and spun around in the air. I was so excited that I was like, "We're gonna meet Emily in this episode. That is great." And then we meet her, and oh my it's god, fine. is that a blurry daughter? Oh my god, is that blurry face? <laughs> So we do eventually meet Emily and my first impression of her was like rage because she's sitting on, she's, <laughs> she, she's, she's like reading Thane, Frayne's book and she's like got her feet up on the couch, but she's just wearing boots on their white couch. And I'm like, you're an animal, Emily. You're a wild animal. That is not an appropriate reaction to the introduction uh, of Emily. It was, because she's a wild animal. Get your boots off the couch. What's the <laughs> matter with you? Are you insane? Why are you wearing boots in the house to begin? Well, it's America. People do crazy stuff like that. Yeah. Do you see how they sleep at the very end of this episode? They're insane. <laughs> but also, this might <laughs> well, end the podcast. can't wait till we get to that. Yeah, yeah. Go on. I, I'd put my boots on a couch. I, I don't give a crap. I'm loco. <laughs> this is going to end the podcast. That's a real Liberace move. I just want you to know that. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Frayne invites everybody out to the yacht club the next day for lunch. And Dan is like, we're not going to the, we're not going to the freaking yacht club. I don't want my hot wife to go and just get totally swooned by Antonio Sabato Jr., former soap star Antonio Sabato Jr., because, like, He's going to do it. We find out he owns the Yacht Club. That's awesome. Yeah. That's such, like, that's <laughs> huge energy, dude. That's crazy. I just, my yacht was parked out front. And I decided I should just own the Yacht Club. Whoa, cool. Yeah, that's big dink energy. And he throws it around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He puts it on the table at one point. Everyone's like, get those breadsticks off the table. He's like, that's my big dink. Go, Whoa, whoa. <laughs> But Dan doesn't want to go because they got to pick up Moich. Oh, yeah. He doesn't know what mulch is. The classic. Classic Dan gaff. Whoa, honey, we got to go get the moinch. He goes, honey, we're not going to get a moinch. I don't know what that is. <laughs> but, but Kate finds out about the lunch because they get a call. And so they're going to the yacht club. Yeah. Mommy's going to the yacht club. <laughs> she picks out her worst hat and her best dress and they go to the yacht club. I wanted to see more of that dress. I mean, Dan certainly didn't seem to like it. He was like, ah, that's a nice dress you're wearing. Where's the rest of it? She's like, I'm your wife. Don't talk to me like that. <laughs> well, so... Classic nag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. He was, trying to, he was trying to demonstrate higher value, a DHV, by nagging his wife in front of all of his friends <laughs> by being like, yeah. I don't like that dress. It's too revealing. She's like, it's just a sleeveless dress. What are you talking about? <laughs> Um, the hat she's wearing is awful. It's like one of those big floppy sun hats, and except it's like white and black striped. And it's just, don't wear it inside. Take it off. You're at lunch. 
You're just going to wear it the whole... You're the only one wearing a hat, and you're wearing a stupid hat on top of that. You're sticking out like a sore thumb. Well, they had to go to Slitherachi's funeral right after, so... <laughs> oh, no! Was that really the end of Slitherachi? <laughs> oh... Yeah, he dead. Like he tried. And to... Only Kate knew. Well, exactly. And got invited. Well, she killed him. She used to date Slitherachi. That's the thing that we find out later is that her and Slitherachi used to date as well. And then, you know, that's why when he was coming on the show, Dan was like, "We have to kill this snake." So then the snake tried to slither up into the open piano top, and he closed the piano top on it and cut his head off. Yeah, that's the B plot that they cut out of this episode, just for time. <laughs> yeah, Dan runs into the yacht club with snake blood all over his hands. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you're late. Don't even don't ask questions where I was. I didn't murder Slitherachi. <laughs> uh, what else? Um, how about the caviar joke? Oh man! <laughs> oh, <laughs> we are getting into this show. Oh yeah, we, we love it. We love Malibu down the family, man. Legitimately, I love this show. It's so much fun to watch. I, I have a great time. I don't laugh, but I love watching it. It's well, you have people laughing for you, number one. But oh, it's endlessly. such a such a fun show. It's the highlight of my week. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the meal that Antonio Sabato Jr. suggests Kate get is Kobe beef smothered in caviar, lobster, truffles, Gruyere cheese, and a champagne barbecue sauce. And I went, that sounds gross. That doesn't sound good at all, actually. Yeah, put a salad in there and like. The more you eat caviar, the more it starts to taste like fish eggs. <laughs> Dan's got some zingers in this episode. I, that that one made me laugh. Uh, Antonio Sabido Jr. talking about how poor he was when he was a kid, and Dan being like, "You thought you were poor? I when I was in school, I couldn't even pay attention." That that was really good. I high five myself when he said that, and then I rewound it to write it down, and I high five myself again. Yeah. That's how we watch the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Slowly. <laughs> um, and then Arlen and uh, Dan get into it in the lobby. They can't find each other on their phones. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, which is bad. That's a bad. That's some bad physical such comedy. Such a bad gag. It's not good because there's like a little plant on the table, like. Dan takes a phone call, and then Arlen's on a cell phone, and there's a plant in the middle of the table, and they're walking around the plant, acting like they can't see each other. But, like, I can see him through the plant, and I'm just the viewer. You can, you're standing next to the plant, Dan. You can see him. Makes my favorite blooper, though. Oh, where Dan is mean to Arlen? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, we're just doing it again, Arlen. And he goes, okay, yeah. that's fine. Just, yeah, the plane's going, let's just get her done yeah. and then like one of them flubs a line and dan's just like well i guess that's it then it's like why is this in here <laughs> this isn't a blooper this is mean this is a this yeah. is a bad moment i feel like the editors just put that in there to make uh him look like a dick that's the right? only explanation and he never watches these so no. they get away with it well he's gonna hear about it on this episode and, and have to go back and be like wait a minute they did make me look like a total dinkhead oh my gosh Oh no! It's like I'm gonna cry. It's like watching the bloopers for a Frank D'Angelo movie, where instead of like funny things happening, he just yells at the people on like in the movie, and it's just like, "What are you doing?" And it's like, "This isn't a blooper. There's nothing funny. You're just being mean to Daniel Baldwin. Why are you doing that? Leave him alone." 
Robert Loja yeah, is here. His mind is rotten. Just leave him alone. It's the ultimate editor's revenge, I guess. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he probably doesn't even know bloopers are part of the Malibu Dan episodes. Right? And then the family the, man. there's like a whole other thing you can watch on Pure Flix just of bloopers from Malibu Dan the Family Man. Like, why would I do that? I see them every episode. Is there more? Did they did they put all the bad bloopers in the show and there's going to be a bunch of good bloopers in this blooper reel? I don't... What, what are these bloopers going to be? Is him yelling hey, at Arlen? You got a sling tent as, as much as you can. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, what, where, where, where are we at here? Uh, oh, Arlen, Arlen tells him, though, first he says, a man's insecurities will tell him lies, and if he's weak, he will believe those lies. And anyway, Damn, Arlen, that's like that's good advice. Actually, that's pretty good. I don't, I don't hate that. Yeah, I wrote that down too. As like, you know, good advice. That's something a person should probably hear in these moments. Yeah, don't be a coward. Trust your wife. She. Well, we find out why she picked Dan coming up here in the bedroom scene that uh, we were just talking about. Yeah. Malibu Dan. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> gotcha. God, you thought the episode was broken, but we still got uh, like five minutes left. God, we got lots of time. We, we still got a whole five minutes. We soared through. This was an easy one. That's how much we loved it. We had so much time to talk about Slitherachi, and we still got through the episode. It's this amazing. It's been really good. Yeah, this is our best Malibu Dan. This is our best midweek free treat yet, for sure. Yeah. Um. Oh God, where are we now? Oh yeah, right. Bedroom scene. The scene where yeah. If... The... Go ahead. Oh well, you know, you know, it's the end of the episode, mm -hmm. which is a real uh fun moment. Yeah. But they're in bed. They're uh slumming down for the end of the night. <laughs> Yeah, they're taking their, like, big, chunky platform sandals off before they get into bed. Yeah. Kate's house shoes are insane in that scene. They're ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, big cork-soled shoes that are just, what, why are you wearing these around the house? They don't look comfortable or stable. Man, you got a feet thing. I d <laughs> yeah, maybe, I'd, maybe just Kate and Dan. That's fine. That, that's I mean I don't want to kink shame or anything yeah you better but, not man uh, you better watch yourself or I'm coming for your feet next well you don't know where I live so that's not true I've, I've been to your house several times I was at your wedding which yeah. was in your backyard I know exactly where <laughs> you live I know the yolk uh, <laughs> alright so they're in bed everybody's looking yeah, good yeah they're getting it yeah they're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then they're interrupted by stupid Emily, who's like, Mom, there's dirt all over the couch. And she's like, yeah, I know. Somebody had their filthy old boots on the couch earlier. Yeah, I thought it was a real weird tone shift when Kate just lays into Emily <laughs> about the couch. Yeah, she screams at her, and you're like, whoa, before you were just, you were literally laughing two seconds ago about how Fran's name was actually Fran, and he added an E to the end of it to sound more posh. And then now yeah, you're screaming the, at your daughter and calling her a little pig. Yeah, the audience is totally on your side. Dan was just treating you like a piece of crap. And then you just, like, ream Emily out for the littlest thing. Yeah. Like, you grab her by the ear. And you're like, come here. It's just, it was too aggressive, Kate. Cool it down. Maybe. Yeah. Is that what she... It's, <laughs> 
Hey, audience, if we just started making up what every episode of the show is about, would you even know the difference? Would you, if we just made up no. and just talked mad garbage about the show, you wouldn't even know. <laughs> you would have no idea. I'd say even if we got a thousand listeners, maybe one would have watched the episode because pure flicks. Well, David A.R. White's a listener, so what up, Davey? Yeah. Put us on every the show. Week. Yeah, we want to be producers. Uh,. <laughs> Dan apologizes for letting his insecurities ruin the day. We find out, though, that Kate and Fran, a.k.a. Frain, didn't work out because all he cared about was money and she wanted a man that served God. You go, boom. And herself. And herself, of course. Yeah, yeah. And me. <laughs> and you go, That's yeah, it. I was uh, really wondering if they were going to shoehorn God into this episode and... I, I thought they were going to let it go, but uh, I wanted a husband that served God. Perfect line. Yeah, shoehorned in. Not not unnecessary at all. Sorry, I just ate a bunch of shepherd's pie. I've got the meat burps. Um, so, <laughs> so Whenever you start like a food item that starts with SH, you think it's going to be ship. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I just ate a big bowl of ship. I hope you don't mind. Uh, Clean. And then... The insane ending to this episode. The, okay, so there's a moment where they both look at each other and you think, these two are going to frick with the lights on. Like, there is, like, some real sexual tension between them for a second. And then they just kind of go, well, good night. <laughs> and you're like, oh, come on. So they turn off the lights, they pull the sheets down, and then just lay on top of the sheets. <laughs> like, insane people. Yeah, they. I put down. Are these people aliens? Because they get rid of the covers to like lie upon them, just with their heads up. Like, like it's... the 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 sheets are pulled down to like their knees, and so like, but they're yeah. completely out of the sheet. So the the sheets is like bundled up under their knees to give them some support, and then they're just laying on top of the sheets. Like, I get it's Malibu <laughs> and it's probably warm there, but. Dan has air conditioning in his place. Oh, my God. We're at 30 minutes. Oh, my God. We didn't even get to the last part of the episode where he goes, I'm thinking of changing my name to Dane, from Dan to Dane. <laughs> and then I went, Dane Cook. And then that's how it ended. <laughs> yeah. Well, listeners from Malibu, uh, get back to us. Let us know if this is like a sleeping over the colors covers thing <laughs> yeah. that you guys do. Listeners from Malibu, get bent and tell us if you fall asleep listening to the killers. Yeah. Yeah. Get tricked. I love you. I love you. We love you. Malibu I love it. <laughs> Never change, show. <laughs> <laughs>